he should have known when you break out a cool weapon on someone that's a badass, you just gave them something to kill you with. Watching Kim run is enough to just like leave her in Europe. Like we found out you have good American girls and slutty American girls. Yes. Part of my particular <laughs> set of skills. Absolute bitch. Go pregame in college and watch 300 before you go to the bar. <laughs> Ed's pinky is in the air right now. Yeah, they don't show him dropping trout. <laughs> Caught a few sips of water while I was getting waterboarded or something. Welcome to Worth the Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Palola. With me as always, Mike Kennedy. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ed. And we got him back. Adam Nave joining again. Hello, uh, fellas. Today's movie, this one had quite an influence on us. Taken. Released January 30th, 2009. Created for a budget of only $25 million, made $145 million in the United States and $226 million worldwide. So this was quite a hit. There's a reason they made number two and number three, but as always, they always fall short. Uh, What would you guess the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is, Mike and Adam, in percentage? Mm. You want to go first, Mike? I'm going to say 43. I bet you they didn't like it that much. I'd say 57. Very close, Adam. 58%. Well done. But you're both right. This was a little too much violence. Um, probably a little too shaky camera for them. However, the audience score. Want to take a guess at it? Um, probably 80. 80? Yeah, I was going to say like 78. 85%. Um, so an IMDB score 7.8 out of 10, which feels just about right. The cast of the movie, Liam Neeson plays Brian Mills. We'll get to him a little later. Uh, Maggie Grace plays Kim, the girl that gets taken. She was on Lost, Fear of the Walking Dead, Californication. She hasn't really had a movie career beyond this. She's just done a lot of TV stuff. Next, Famke Janssen plays Lenore. She was uh, Xenia Onatop in Goldeneye. That's what I know her most from. Or Jean Grey in X-Men. She also was in the movie I Spy. She had a little run as uh, the mom that was banging the son on uh, Nip Tuck. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, that was really Fair weird. I thought she was on it a lot longer. Turns out she was only on 11 episodes. I never watched that show, but I just know that she was on it. And the only other person I have officially as a cast member is Leland Orser plays Sam. He was in what movie we did earlier this year, Saving Private Ryan. He's the pilot that was talking about how he couldn't keep the plane up because they put the metal plate underneath. Yeah. Um, Runaway Jury, he was in. Confidence, he was in. But he's had a lot of, like, small roles. He's never really yeah, been in much. Yeah, he's he's definitely a small role guy. But I, you know, I recognize him in a lot of stuff. I'm, I know I've seen him in a lot of stuff, and there's a lot more stuff that I've seen him in that I can probably remember, too. Yeah, I mean, like... I'm getting the rangiest actor, which was Casey, because he was Uncle Rico in Pulling Dynamite. Oh, <laughs> Really? Yeah, where was he? Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's one of the his little his boys. It's like the posse. There's three of them. Sam's like the main one. Oh, but I there's didn't even Casey see. and I forget the other guy's name. The bald. I just noticed the bald guy. I didn't even really notice Casey. To be honest, yeah, it's so cool. Wow. wow, well done, Adam. Because I had a couple wow. other minor characters. Uh, Holly Valance. She is Shira, the singer at the beginning. Very attractive woman. Uh, she's an Australian actress and singer. She's she did like the DOA movie, which I never saw. I just knew she was in it. She's kind of done a r- couple random things. 
Uh, Katie Cassidy plays Amanda, the girl that goes with her to Europe that they end up finding dead. She is David Cassidy's daughter. She's been in a couple other things here and there, but she just hasn't really had a career. And the other under Berkeley, who is the stepfather, I guess you could call it. 24. Yeah, he's in 24. Yeah. <laughs> 20, yeah. He, he's the hero, though. He takes the plane down with the nuclear bomb on it. So right. I already missed one, Adam. Do you guys have any other? You'll more? be happy to know that I'm past that. I would have been mad at you. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot you were, we were watching it. That's all right. You would have still been super confused had you not. I was going to say, Maggie Grace and Hurricane Heist. If you haven't seen Hurricane Heist, you really should watch that bag of awfulness sometimes. <laughs> is, that, is that a, you specifically watch it because it's awful kind of movie? I, I watched it once and then I went through and I watched like these two or three scenes that I, I just had to like watch again. It was like on Netflix or something like that. It was suggested. I can't remember the name of the movie. There was one I thought she was in where like the rock had just gotten out of prison. Like the first 10 seconds, like the opening credits, he walks into like a bunch of cubicles and shoots a guy with a revolver. The rock. And, yeah. And Billy Bob Thornton is like a crooked cop. It turns out he was like a bad guy. It set him up in the beginning. Like at the end, this is all like determined. Like that's the big plot twist at the end. But I feel like Maggie Grace is. In um, I'm looking I, through her IMDb page right now to see if I can find that movie. But I am. That does not ring a bell to me at all. I might be mixing up. I didn't do research because you just told me about this yesterday. Yeah, we but... brought you in at the very last minute. Uh, I know what I know what movie you're talking about, though, Adam. It's like Rampage or Revenge, or it's like some one word. It's like one of his like get back movies after he does like the Tooth Fairy. Like he alternates like, all right, I'll do one where I just make a ton of money off Disney, and then I'll do like one badass one for like my fan base. We'll we'll try and figure that one out because that's going to bother me. I've I've never seen that one before. Can I go to different um, options while I'm doing this on this or no? Anybody else I missed? Because I already missed one person. Do you guys have any other way else? Because they're not really the movie is like ninety percent. And I I didn't know the guy who played Jean Claude. I've never seen anything before. I've never seen anything after. So I didn't even write. You are right. You are right, Adam. It is Baggy Grace, and the movie is called Faster. Faster. That's what it was. It was a sweet movie. It was like an hour and ten minutes long. It's like vintage, like action for no reason movie, like uh, gratuitous violence and stuff. But I, yeah, I thought I remembered Maggie Grace in that one. Wow, I don't even remember this coming out. Well, sorry, okay. I gave you the plot twist. I already spoiled it for you, but uh, nah, that's all right. I'm not going to see it anyway. So, all right, uh, Mike, why don't you get the movie synopsis for us? I'll do that. We have. Former former CIA agent Brian Mills reluctantly agrees to let his 17-year-old daughter Kim go to Paris on a trip. Upon arrival in Paris, however, Kim and her friend are kidnapped by Albanian gang of human traffickers. Kim barely has time to talk to her father and give her any information about the Albanian gang. Her father does have a chance to speak briefly with one of the kidnappers, which he promises to kill them if he does not let his daughter free. The kidnapper wishes him good luck. So Brian Mills travels to Paris to search for his daughter and her friend Amanda. Once in Paris, he quickly shows everyone connected with the case that he will stop at nothing to get his daughter back. He does find them, and he does kill them. <laughs> that was a pretty good good luck, by the way. That sounded relatively close, especially because you're on good, the phone, good too. Good luck. It's my Albanian yeah. accent. That's your Albanian <laughs> accent. <laughs> well, before we move on to the next part, Let's take a break with a word from our sponsor. 
So let's move on to the extras. There's not a lot of scenes in this. I'm sorry, not a lot of lines in this movie, as, as we, we were discussing. I do have a couple that he says that are pretty funny. But would you rather do best lines or best scenes? Let's, uh, let's go with best scenes. And if some of the lines are in the scenes, we'll just move on. And if, you, if there's a few lines we want to say that we miss, we can just always toss them in there. Okay. All right. Adam, you're the guest. Why don't you pick, um, pick a couple here? Well, if I'm picking the best scene, like the one where he poses as like he takes the guy, the French cop's badge. And like, I think this was in the trailer, too, where he like parts the two doors and like it's light behind him. But he's dark, like he's wearing like a leather jacket or something. And he goes in yeah. and like busts those guys all up to, just to find that Kim's not there. But the way he like tears through there, they're like watching a soccer game or something. And he like shakes them down. He acts like he's shaking them down for real. And then once he hears the guy's voice, he goes off. And I really like how he hides underneath the guy for like the, the last guy to the, run in. Yeah. The dead body that he lays underneath. Him. Yeah. That was my favorite in the. So as I was go ahead. Sorry. Keep going. No, go ahead. That's fine. I'll say as I was watching this, I was kind of waiting to pick out which fight scene was going to be my favorite fight scene. Cause that's what I kind of want to discuss. And I ended up on this one. I think it's got the most to it. Uh, he kills the most people except for, I guess, on the boat. And he does the actual, like, most hand-to-hand combat in this one, too. Like, he, he takes on the four dudes all at the same time. He does shoot a couple, obviously, but I think it's the best one. A lot of throat chops. I, I just like the whole scene, like, Adam said, like, from the beginning when he walks up there and he's, like, you know, haggling with them about, like, it's going up 10%. He, I like how he goes through, and you can kind of watch it now. You can kind of see him going through, and he's trying to get each one of them to talk so he can hear their voice. And I was like, oh, it's just yeah. convenient. It's the last guy, and also the guy who has, happens to do this little translation for the whole good luck line. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's convenient. I know it's a movie, but. <laughs> right. So one, I am going to say, since you brought up the, the whole scene, one of my favorite lines in the movie is when he walks in, and he hands him the card. And he, the guy starts giving him shit. He says, one call and 40 agents will be here before you have time to scratch your worthless balls. Such an awesome oh, yeah, one to say to somebody. That, that is a fantastic one. I just think when he goes, yeah. that whole, like, you know, a friend gave this to me. It's Albanian. Can you translate it for me? And he's like laughing. Yeah. And then I just love after he says, good luck. And he's like, you don't remember me. We spoke on the phone two days ago. I told you I would find you. <laughs> that's a major pivot point in the movie too because up to that point he hadn't gained really much ground at all i guess he does find the girl but like that's a major pivot point to where it goes from he's kind of grappling at straws to finally having some concrete like something to go off of and hopefully finding her well it's like well, I was gonna uh, say like with because with that it's like i can't count this scene because then depending on what version of taken you watch Immediately after you have that electrocuting scene with Mark, right? The electrocuting scene is awesome. Like, and, and sometimes, like I've seen some where they don't show the nails. I watched. I was. I have it on DVD. I watched the Generation version. He's just like, wake up, and he's just banging the nails together and just shoves them in his legs. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> Ooh, that's not the one <laughs> yeah. I have. I have a burnt copy that whatever we made years ago. I did not remember. That yeah, part. he bangs these two, yeah, the two nails right in his face, and he just jams them right into his leg. And the guy's like, "Ah!" And I'm just like, "Yes, this is. I got the good one." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say the the. There's one of my. I, I had three favorite lines from this, other than the the speech. We'll call it. One of them is from that scene too, where he says, 
answer this or whatever, or this switch will stay on until they shut off the power for lack of payment for the bill. And then he does it anyways. He right. hits it as he walks out. That's the best. Which which makes it even more like, baller. Because he's just like, I don't know. No. He's like, I believe you, but that won't save you. Yeah. <laughs> just walks away casually. I do like uh, the parts and- where he's calm. Like, he's in, was it Jean-Claude's apartment? And like he's not getting the answer he wants, he just like turns and shoots his wife like in the arm, like flesh wound in the arm. The flesh wound, yep. like his blood blood pressure like doesn't even raise. Like it, yeah. he's not even stressed. He's like does it and looks back at him. But if you don't give me what I mean, the last thing you'll see before I make your children orphans is the bullet I put between her eyes. Like <laughs> yes. I thought this guy was supposed to be a good guy. <laughs> yeah, this is his buddy. Well, it's not even that. It's that he's now he's like it's like the whole movie. You're like, oh, he's getting these bad guys. He's getting these bad guys. But then he's shooting this innocent wife, you know, like. He said he'll tear down the office. He said, he's like, I'll do whatever it takes. Like, I'll kill an innocent person to get this. Brian, you cannot just run around tearing down Paris. Jean-Claude, I will tear down the Eiffel Tower if I have to. Back. Even though watching Kim run is enough to just, like, leave her in Europe. I, I So I was going to leave that for when we get to thoughts on the movie. You want to do it now? <laughs> oh, I know. Let's just go with it. Let's go with it. Because I was about to say, okay. just, just go on YouTube and look up Maggie Grace running. Yes. So <laughs> I, I, I literally the first thing I have in thoughts on the movie, it says, do we start with her running? <laughs> um, my guess is, does she have a torn ACL? Does she have a dislocated hip? But I did a little, one of the facts I found of this is supposedly she trained with a world-renowned running coach, Alberto Salazar, because he wanted to teach her how to run like a 12 year old girl. <laughs> I don't know a 12 year old girl that runs like that. No, that's like a four year old. My daughter's 18 <laughs> months and she doesn't run that uncoordinated. No, no, it, it, it's so weird. It's so off putting in the movie. And as you can see, it takes your attention away from everything else you're doing. Yeah. I guess I should have waited to put that in. Different, yeah, that's but, fine. Uh, put it in there. It it has to be done. It needs to be addressed. Yeah, and I guess while while we're on the subject, like those girls do not look like teenagers. I guess like the idea being, you know, I don't know. They look twenty five to me. Well, she uh, in reality. So in the movie, Amanda, Katie, Cassidy, supposed to be two years older than nineteen. Kim. And and yeah, nineteen and seventeen. In reality, I don't know how actually old they were, but Maggie Grace is three years older than Kim, um, Katie Cassidy, so that made it probably didn't really help either. Also, anybody in that age range is not following you two. Well, and if you're wondering, Mag- Maggie Grace no. was born in nineteen eighty-three. Ed. All right, so she's our age yeah, then. So think about that. Okay. Ten years ago, she was exactly what Adam said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spot on. How about that? So you been like, yeah, 20, 24, what, 26, 25, 26. Yeah, 25, 26. Yeah. All right. So uh, any more scenes you want to point out? Uh, I was just going to say that the uh, obviously the phone call scene. Well, I was going to actually yeah, say the entire scene itself because I was rewatching it. I, I guess I never noticed before because you're kind of focused on her and all the chaos. But I was watching him. He's insanely calm. I, He's immediately like, here's what you got to do. Here's how I'm gonna handle it. Like he, it's it's incredible how calm he stays. Now, obviously, he's acting; it's not real, but still, like it's just the way they have him be is insanely calm. You do this, you do that, you do he's this, just, you do that. You know, in his line of work, he was just used to crisis and stuff like that. So it's just how he was and everything. That's it. That's what I just said. I go and it's just when he says that. Now, the next 
part is very important. They're going to take you. He's just like, mm-hmm. just imagine like that being you and just being like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see he kind of winces because he knows he has to say it, but, uh, and she obviously is ready to shit her pants. Well, plus they never so, use the word kidnapping in this entire movie. Like, no, they do. When he says, when he goes to visit them at the apartment, um, the not Jean Claude, but the when he goes and pretends to be Jean Claude, he says, "Oh, he says you come to our yeah. country and you let us, you know, because we are tall. You think we're weak because we're tolerant. You guys take advantage of us. Which one do you want us to arrest you on? Kidnapping, prostitution." Um, and he says like one other thing, but he actually does use drugs that. Oh, okay. like that. I think too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drugs and but really, you're right. The, all I ever say is she was taken, taken, taken. Then he never says she was kidnapped. It's taken, taken, taken. And I don't know if they wrote that into the script because of the movie. I think take. I think title I think, or they pick. I think the title kidnapped later. more implies that there's going to be ransom. Very true. And and also when you think kidnapped, you usually think like. 12 years old or six years old. Like they old. kidnapped my child and you're like waiting for a phone call for them to, but this is like, they're taken. You're never going to see them again. You got, what was it? 90, like you said, 96 hours or something like that. The other thing is when he goes back and recreates and walks through everything in the apartment and to find Peter is pretty cool too. The way he like walks up and he sees the furniture knocked over and he's able to recreate that. And he's crawling under the, under the bed and recreating all of it as he's listening to it on the phone. You know cabs. Oh, no. You know cabs are so damn expensive. Want to share? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing you didn't mention from the other scene. Like, he was so calm, but he also had the presence of mind to record the conversation. Yes. that exa- Yeah, I, I should have said that, that he didn't just start freaking out. He was like, oh, here we go. We're just going to take care of this. And this is the best way to me to get to you is not to panic. It's to record this and figure everything out. Now, it's really hard the first time to hear her yell what she yells. It's extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. When they play it again, you can hear part of it. But what she actually yells is beard, six feet, tattoo, right hand, moon, and star. And that's important because that's how the guy's able – how Sam's able to identify it. And then later when he sees all of them with the tattoo with the moon and star. So he knew he was in the right place for sure. I also thought that um, the whole – how he caught – Peter was pretty cool, just like with the cell phone, with like the camera, and then yeah. like, oh, look, he's in the. Like, I wouldn't have freaking thought of that at all, you know. Like, oh, he's in like the. No yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a Peter thing later. I want to ask you guys about, but do you have any more scenes? No, the boat scene was fantastic. I have one problem with the boat scene. It's in my. I know it's a movie, but but there's a lot of. Him not getting shot, despite the fact that they're shooting right at him. He does get shot. With, like, automatic... I know, but he there's, like, three or four different people that shoot right at him. All he does is kind of duck a little bit, and the bullets manage to go right around you're, him. Now you're, you're, you're really, you're really that picking me. because that happens in every action movie. <laughs> I know, and it's dumb. It's dumb. Like, it, I'd rather it have been he dove behind something every time. Or, like, he just got behind a door or something. That I would have bought a little bit more but that's my one of my I know in movies I know it's a movie but it just it's a little too far because the whole movie up to that point is also he's definitely wounded rel- at the end relatively. I can't remember if he was a knife he gets shot by the, the no he he gets shot by the guy with the weird knife um yeah like the body the guy with the guy. weird knife he shoots him first and then after he shoots him he dives through the glass and tackles him then he breaks out the weird knife which 
he should have known by that point that when you break out a cool weapon on someone that's a badass, you just gave them something to kill you with. That's it for the scenes, really. The scene at the construction site's cool and all, but he doesn't he he has a couple quick moves that are real cool, but there's not much fighting. It's all yeah. driving, really. Same as like the lead up to to the boat scene. Like that was kind of a pretty cool little like car driving scene. Yeah, he not, when he I wouldn't say when he kills the guys in the basement in the uh, storage room. Yeah, that was cool. And just walks up and shoots the guy. That's pretty cool too. But now I I think the the scene where he negotiates the rate with the Marcos and everything's going up ten percent. That's the best I, part I, for I, sure. I, I just do like I think that very ending where he's just like we can uh, and he just pulls the trigger. <laughs> I like that part. I'm just yeah. like yes, right. Yeah, that was awesome. Kill, he waited for kill, Mr. kill that billionaire. Kill that like that. All, all, like billionaire like guy. Chic. I got I got thoughts on that later. Uh, I want to get to so best lines. Obviously the the speech yeah. as we said. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom. I can tell you I don't have money. But I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. I mentioned two of them. One of the other ones I like is when he shows up and says she's been taken... And he's running up the steps, and Stewart says something to him. He says, now is not the time for dick measuring, Stewart. And just completely snaps and shuts him down. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. And he just gets pissed at him and and yells that. I like that line. That's a good one. The dick measuring? But that's, yeah, the dick measuring. So those three, that's that's what I had for the best lines. Are there any more you guys want to add? I guess we've gone through so many of them with the whole going through the scenes. The only thing I have is when he's in the cab with Peter. And he's like just punching him, wailing on him. And he's yeah. just like, he looks at the cab dri- driver. He's like, drive. <laughs> and the guy's yeah. like, what the hell? You beat the shit this guy. And then he's like, the next rib drives into your lungs. <laughs> yeah. I liked, yeah, was, um, I forgot about that, but that's fantastic. Uh, I like when the, the, the other guy shows up and rips him out of the thing. And I, I was watching it with Aaron because she hadn't seen the movie in a long time ago. Well, that was dumb of that guy. And he like kick him in the ear. Of course, he beat the sh- I think so. Then I think he smashed his head off the, the car, yeah. car door too. Yeah, he pulls that move a couple times. Lots of I like I like that though. Like, and I think I like that about John Wick the same, like in the same vein. Because if that's what they're good at, that's what they would do over and over again. Like they wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't be some whole completely different fight scene every time. No, it would be you're gonna you're gonna go back to like what John you do Wick's best. gonna jump on like jump do an arm bar and then when you bend up to like try to get up he's gonna shoot you in the head. That's that's gonna happen fifty five times every John Wick movie. <laughs> I think there we can draw a full line from Taken to John Wick. Probably, right? probably, probably yeah. He 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 also does a lot of like jujitsu like tossing and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I just mean in general like the aging, although. Keanu Reeves doesn't age, but you know, oh, fifty. And I got, I got a little, I, I got after... a little bit about this later. So okay, we can talk about all right, that. we'll do yeah. it later. Then we'll do it later because you, you, it's a, it's an interesting thing. So, all right, favorite characters. I mean, obviously it's Brian Mills, but is there anyone else you want to point out? Really liked Marco from Chipola. <laughs> from Chipola. <laughs> I thought Sam was cool. I would like to see a little more of Sam. I said, I, I kind of wish 
those guys would have been a little bit more involved. Like this would be like his buddies and his daughter just got taken. And do you think they would know? Like if I was like a hardcore army guy and knew. Yeah. Like Sam could have met him at the airport and gone on the plane with them. And it could have been the two of them, but it was supposed to be one man wrecking crew. That was kind no, of, I, I get it. Just, I would say, I think they're more involved at least in the second one. Like they have that like mm. RV or whatever. Maybe that's the third one. That's the, that's the third one, Adam. You're right. Yeah, so the second one's when he's in Istanbul they, and Lenore, Lenore gets yeah, killed. Yeah, you're right, Adam. They are, they, spoiler alert. Spoiler they, alert. They, they are a lot more involved in the third one. Oh, wait. No, Lenore gets ki- gets kidnapped in the second one. Yeah, she gets kidnapped in the and second one gets killed in the beginning of the third one. She gets one. killed in the third one. There we go. All right. Uh, our top five for this week. Who else but Liam Neeson, right? I'll go first this week, right. Mike. Uh, I have two honorable mentions. Schindler's List, because it's a good movie, but he's not in it that much. It's, the movie's a lot he more was, he, epic. He was nominated for like an Oscar or something. I know, but the movie's like two and a half, almost three hours long, and he's probably in it for about an hour of it. Like a lot so of he's, not in, he's not in it for that much? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> for two of the three hours? Yeah. You just said he's in for an hour. Like he's, he's, yeah, That's a big but, the movie. Yeah, the movie's three hours long. It's a big chunk of the movie, Ed. Yes, but the movie's three hours long. A lot of the, what happens in the movie is a lot more of like what happens in Warsaw and what happens at the concentration camp and stuff like that. So he's just not in it as much as the entire movie itself. Uh, also, I put honorable mention, the movie Unknown. It came out 10 years ago, give or take. It kind of came and went. He's uh, it, it was almost like a taken light. Um, he was in Europe. He loses track of who he is, but there's this whole really weird plot line involved. It's actually kind of a good movie. But the five I had are number five, Kingdom of Heaven. Number four, Michael Collins. Number three, Batman Begins. Number two, A-Team. And number one is Taken. Okay. Mm. Speaking of good movies that he's not in much, Gangs of New York would qualify to a much smaller yeah. degree. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I didn't put that one on, but uh, that's a. We'll be doing that movie at some point. Talk about a long movie Holy, itself. Yeah, pack a lunch for that one. Yeah. What do you got, Mike? Talk about a movie he's probably not in that much. Batman Begins. Yeah. Just uh, the fight scene. Well, like the beginning and, and the, the end. end. He's like a lot of the middle, he's not in, in that one. Right, the training and then the and then the end of it, but he's pretty badass in it, especially in the training yeah. scenes. I have taken Schindler's List, Batman Begins, Michael Collins, Rob Roy as my top five, and then I have a few honorable mentions too. I put a Walk Among the Tombstones. I actually threw down Gangs in New York, and I put in just this for a little bit of a laugh, but it's good. I think he's good in it. Lego Movie, Good Cop, Bad Cop. <laughs> he come yeah, back he up. was good in that one. I, I think um, he was perfectly cast in A Team. I just think it was a bad written movie. See, I actually, I know, I, I, I think, I think, like, don't get me wrong. I think it's an okay movie. It's a decent movie. I've watched it more than three times, probably. But I'm just saying that in general, I just think the concept of the whole movie like wasn't like very good. I mean, we weren't the 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 world wasn't exactly clamoring for an A Team. I think they did a good job assembling three out of four of them well uh the other thing like the tv show was like they do ridiculous stuff but like 
realistic ridiculous like mm-hmm. shooting that tank to like fly the tank fly the tank exactly yeah. Ball, yeah. Like, exactly like, stuff like that it, just, like, exactly repelling down the side of the building and being shot yeah. at was was kind of ridiculous i, I didn't um, like the whole baracus with like all of a sudden like finding won't finding, kill like buddha yeah. or something like that and i didn't want to kill anybody and yeah. i'm just like give me a break yeah, yeah i i think uh, i think Chewy you're right it was just poorly written i actually liked every pretty much everybody they had cast for it when it came down to yeah it. The movie was a colossal flop. Oh yeah, in theaters, it 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 cost a whole lot of money and did not make much. So that's why uh, it's on TV constantly. <laughs> but it's funny. All right, let's get into thoughts on the movie then. Uh, we already got through the running. Uh, and very important rule to follow: don't lie to your dad. Just keep that in mind, people. Yeah, the movie just completely confirms every overprotective dad's worst nightmare. Like, don't. Don't let yeah, her go. I... Don't let her go with one of her stupid friends <laughs> to Europe to, to to follow you to everywhere. No, uh, I saw this thing that Liam Neeson had people come up to him in the street and say, "Thank you for making that movie." Now I know never to send my kid to Europe. <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, no, that's not what I meant." It's like that's a major exaggeration. It's a movie. You should get them out and get them to see more culture and stuff. So it kind of worked in reverse. Well, but... I mean, you know, it's it's a pretty good movie for something that he thought was going to be like a made for TV, pretty much a straight to DVD type thing. And yeah, he thought it would be a, t- uh, a, a turd, but like when it comes down to it, it's about a very real thing that not a lot of people knew about, like that human trafficking is kind of a lot bigger. Like you kind of hear about it in the news, even around here where these girls are going missing. I've heard about stuff in Indiana, freaking Pennsylvania. About people There's stuff in Cannonsburg where yeah. I live. They had um, there were people that were p- trying to pick up girls. They were doing like young, like twelve year old girls. They were doing it like in Indiana, PA, like right by like where like hills used to be. <laughs> oh, hills! <laughs> Not well, surprising. The only reason to go to that plaza is for Valley Dairy, anyway. So, yes, that's true. So I have a couple like questions that I want to ask you guys throughout the movie. Like they're just thought-provoking questions. So I, I want to get your other thoughts on the movie first before I get into okay. this. So go ahead, whatever else you have. I think Lenore is a see you next Tuesday. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> she plays one very well. She's supposed to be, though. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. I was just like, at the very, like, I literally, you know, 15 minutes of the movie, I literally just <laughs> typed, I was like, Lenore is a see you next Tuesday. <laughs> like, I'm mad that out my thoughts of the movie right there. What a bitch. Yeah, yeah she's the worst. Yeah. She essentially plays that in everything she's in. I was like, we found out you have good American girls and slutty American girls. Yeah. Um, There's a mix. I'm kind of curious to know what the guy at the concert at the beginning was doing. Was he trying to stab the girl, kill the girl, kidnap her? Yeah, you know? that would have been... Excellent question. Like yeah. I was waiting for your section. It was like, uh, I know it's a movie, but that's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. Like, what was the end game there? It's like this and is America, bro. We use guns. Back there, like without all the security and stuff. Like, <laughs> clever enough to know that, like, she's got four bodyguards. You know, what? how do you get back there with a knife? I, too? I, not uh, something else that kind of confused me. It was something very minor. But so, you know, Liam Neeson like takes the guy down, calls some other guy over to hold the guy down, and then takes the girl. Wouldn't the other guy just take the girl and take her to the car while he's holding the guy down? Like, it just makes no sense to like pass him off. Yeah, that's true. 
Maybe that is protocol. I don't know, but I, 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 I said I don't know. I go obviously to get Liam Neeson more screen time in the you know be with the girl and right show that he knows that sugar helps the shock. You know, <laughs> have some soda, bitch. <laughs> this is yes. part of my particular <laughs> set of skills. Yes. Just this orange soda right now. I hate yeah. that, that for some reasons in the car. It's good, <laughs> good, cold, good yeah. to know. It's good to know. I'm gonna keep a coke on me at all times if I ever have something shocking happen to me. <laughs> I remember loving the movie. It was Kennedy, me and Dice. We went. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I ever like. It was that Lowe's Waterfront Theater in Pittsburgh, where like that was the first time I ever sat in like a recliner in the theater. It was like a. We paid know. extra. We paid extra. Like, yeah, a we paid extra section up, or like, something like that. Balcony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember. So, like, the movie experience itself, like, the whole time we're, like, you know, gyrating around, elbowing each other, like, oh, my God, he's fucking him up. Like, yeah. uh, you know, so. we were, I think we went out that night. We were, like, worried we were going like, to get into a fight. We were so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to chop somebody in the throat. Walking through the parking lot. Yeah, we yeah. chopped somebody in the fucking throat. Like, uh, that's all. Uh, yeah. So the experience of watching in the theater was everything I hoped it would be. It very, awesome. It's very similar, like, feeling after you watched 300. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're to kill somebody when you go to the bar. All in. Don't pre, don't, it's like, don't, don't pre-game in college and watch 300 before you go to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I can't really think of much. You know, you know, Peter obviously didn't follow the rules of, you know, look both ways before you get hit by a truck. Yes, yes. He even like looked out, and then he stepped out and looked did up. That, did so that, somehow he did missed. Did that truck it. even tap the brakes? <laughs> no, no. It was he just, just honked the horn like, "Hey, you're dead." <laughs> yeah. yeah, just just the last thing you're gonna hear is <laughs> a horn. Also, like after all that, so he steals that car, smashes into somebody. The kid runs up, you know, jumps off the bridge. He like follows him to go presumably shoot him. That happens, and then Liam Neeson just like casually walks down that bridge, and, like nothing. There's a lot of like, lack what of happened, police yeah, like, involved in this. Doesn't get arrested. Doesn't get like. Uh, there's not like 15 cops with guns drawn on him. He just like fast forward to all right. I'm going to. Also, at an airport. Don't forget. Oh that yeah, part. right. At yeah. an airport, <laughs> where security is extremely tight. I mean, I've flown in and out of that airport. I've Charles de Gaulle. It's a little lax, but. You know, I've been when we went on our honeymoon, we took the train down to Marseille and changed out trains till we went up to Nice. And at the train station, there was just two dudes walking around in full fatigues carrying automatic rifles. Ed's pinky is in the air like, right now. I honeymooned in Paris <laughs> and went to Nice. It was awesome. It was awesome. But I'm just saying, like in France, it was normal to have military. Automatic yeah, weapons, automatic yeah, walking around with automatic weapons, full fatigues, and the little blue berets and everything walking around. So I'm surprised they didn't have more security. This is airport. because Europe knows, like, Europe's smarter than America. All right, so a couple questions I have then. Number one, do you think he slept on the plane on the way there? Because that from L.A., even on a private jet, is probably 20 hours. Eight hours minimum? No. From Pittsburgh, it was like eight. So it's probably... Like 12? If, yeah, we'll call it 12. Maybe a little less than that, depending on what, 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 how much over the Arctic he goes and stuff. And a private jet flies faster than a, than a commercial airliner. But 
either way, like, because you know once he gets there, he really doesn't sleep at all. And the only chance it looked like – because what we think of is when he gets the girl that had Kim's coat, he puts the medicine in her, he knows he's got a couple hours till she's going to detox. He went to close his eyes, and Jean-Paul called him. Or um, Jean-Claude called him. And I, and, uh, I thought, man, does he – 96 hours. Like, Jack Bauer does 24 hours. 96 hours is – extreme like to stay up for that long so i'm wondering if he slept at all yeah he probably did i'm sure he just i mean because like, there's a lot of like spots in the movie where you're fast forwarding to hours and hours like, they don't later. show him eating a burger either but you got to figure he ate something along the way too yeah they don't show him dropping trail <laughs> same thing with 24 they never they never should no one in, in 24 i never see anyone take a drink of liquid i never see anyone use the bathroom i never see anyone eat one thing um, every now and again, they cut to someone sleeping, but in general, no one sleeps. No one changes clothes. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm sure Nothing. Jack Bauer caught a few sips of water while he was getting waterboarded or something. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he gets it. It's like, I'm thirsty. Like, we're in a waterboard. He goes, he goes, well, you don't know. I'm actually looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drink all goddamn day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, next. Um, when he's going through the hotel, and Kennedy, maybe you, because you, you have the extended version, you saw this. Uh, not the hotel. When he's going through the apartment, he put, he looks at the broken glass and pulls like a piece of fabric out and puts it in a baggie. You never see it again. Does he do anything with I it? I thought it was hair. I guess it could have been fabric. I thought it was the guy's hair. Well, I thought it was fabric. Maybe it was hair. Either way, um, it was black, so it could have been hair. I thought maybe it was fabric off a of, a jacket or something. It could have been. But did, did, was there anything in the extra version you saw, Kennedy? Um, not that I remember. It probably, you know, if I happened, it's probably like they left it in and planned on using it later and like having a scene that they like were going to use and then decided they were just going to cut that, that one scene out. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they should have. They forgot to go back and cut out the part where Yeah, it's it, just but... him collecting evidence. Not all evidence yep. works out, I guess, you know. I've, I've watched CSI before. <laughs> All right, so I, I have a thought on Peter. You can kind of see, so when they show the second time around that the attractive, tall, Eastern European woman walks by and essentially Peter's handler like looks at him and like looks at her and kind of nods his head, he kind of looks as if he doesn't want to do it. Do you think maybe they're like holding his sister or his wife or his girlfriend or something and they're forcing him to get these girls? I I know exactly what you're talking about, and I the way I took it was like he's just sick of doing like it's just one after another. Like he's it's just kind of so tired. It's, it's kind of because he because he knows what's happening, and he's kind of like probably starting to like be, he, you know he probably did it for like money at one point, and now like it's one of those things you know it's kind of like with the drug cartels, you do one thing for them, and then you just can't get out. Yeah, he's that, that that's that essentially along the same lines. Yeah, I, I I agree with you guys on that. One other thing I did want to point out, you started talking about this earlier, Adam, when he shoots Jean-Claude's wife in mm-hmm. the arm. I think one of the best things that this movie does and the thing I like about this movie and makes the fight scene so good is he never hesitates. He doesn't hesitate to shoot the sheik in the face. Right. He doesn't hesitate to shoot his wife in the arm. Like most movies would be a five minute se- sequence of, Oh, I'm going to shoot her. I'm not going to shoot her. I'm going to shoot her. I'm not going to shoot her. Or, the Sheik, they'd have like this 10-minute negotiation, whatever. He just shoots him right in the face. 
I think that's one of the things I like the most about it and makes it so good is it's just like he's there to fight and he's nothing stopping him. I wish, speaking of that scene, Ed, I wish after he shot him in the face and she goes, you came for me? And he says something like, you know, I, I told you I would. I wish they just would have faded out and that would have been the end of the movie. Um, yeah, that would have been better than... He- I would have been okay with the the part of them coming back to the U.S. Hell no, because then you go see. Because there's no remorse about Amanda, her friends fucking oh, got yeah. killed. Like there's there's like she goes and like she, it's like I don't know how long it's between, but like you know next thing you know she's fucking with the others, the singer lady, you know, and shit like that. Like I'm like yeah, it's just like I don't care. It's just like I just want to know like you saved her, and he's like I did, and it like you know put some like change the music a little bit and. But then it maybe show him hugging or something, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I know he kind of tore the organization apart, but he didn't save any of the other girls, except for the one that he was getting the drugs out of. Also, maybe it was but, just me, but, like, when they first have that, like, private auction where, like, there's a girl in the middle, like, they say a certified virgin, and, like, he can't really see her face. I definitely thought that was his daughter, and I thought he was going to, like, break through and get her or, like, shoot everybody around like they did in Boondock Saints or something like that. Oh, that would have been awesome, Boondock Saints. Yeah, <laughs> but I, even when I watch it now, I like I know it's not the case, but I still think like, couldn't they get somebody that looked a little less like, you know, like Kim? Because that that person, the woman that's in there, looks just like her. Well, that yeah, it is very. That, that's another like I know it's a movie, but because it just could be he walks in and the second girl that comes in, out is his daughter. Yeah, he could have been yeah, in there. You, like, you, and honestly, I forgot it was the second girl. I thought he was in there for a she while. She could have already been bought, you know, for all you know. Like, it's that's that, that seems actually pretty cool, too. Like, whenever he gets captured right after that, and that Saint, Saint was his name Saint, Saint Clair or something like that? Saint Clair, yeah. Is like in there, and he, you could even see on his face when he's like, I'm that last girl that was bought, like, I'm her father, and you just kind of see his face, like, oh, shit. Like, well, I shouldn't have done that one. And then can go see what they're doing. Part of quiet, didn't they understand? <laughs> and yeah. then just like oh, so the guy, the guy that was where he just gets shot, and he's just like, "It was just business. It wasn't." No. That's part of the the same thing. Him not hesitating. Him not being like, "Oh, let's talk through this," or "You need to understand why this is wrong." He's like, "No, I'm just going to kill you." He's like, it was per- "You got it was my pers- way." It was personal to me, you. and I'm going to put about three or four more bullets in you. <laughs> they didn't even waste times on a one liner. He literally just shot him. It's great. So, last two things I want to ask you. I, I I kept track throughout the movie, and I was kind of surprised by this. What do you think the count on the throat chop is? <laughs> oh. I'll say... Hmm. 15. I don't know. Say 21. Four. No. He only does it four times. How many, I'm, I'm wondering how many karate chops he does, though. Because maybe, like... A lot of karate chops, a lot of punches, a lot of rib punches. He goes to the ribs a lot. But I, I was watching, and I kept waiting for one, and he finally did one. I'm like, I'm going to keep track. He only does it four times in the whole movie. But one of them is very distinct, and that's the one that maybe, really gets the attention. Maybe, maybe I more in the, trilogy, the, unrated, the unrated version, maybe. Yeah, maybe there is more. But the I, it, I, as I was watching the whole time, like, where are these throat chops? I was expecting more and more and more. He does a lot of punches to the face, a lot of body shots. There's not a lot of throat chopping. I was expecting way more of it. So that was kind of surprised. And what would your guess be on the body count? His the body count of people he mm. kills. 35. 
exactly. <laughs> you probably already read yeah. that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 35 bodies. And it's actually pretty low until he gets to the boat. He kills like 15 people on the boat, so. <laughs> he kills like two before he even gets off the like top of it. Well, yeah, and really he doesn't really kill anybody until I mean, cuz when he meets up with Jean-Claude on the phone and he's trying to get him to go back. He says to him eight bodies three more in the hospital. And that was after the construction site. So he only had killed eight people to that point. So after, in the last, essentially at, with the Marcos and then between the St. Clair and the boat, he kills what, almost 20 people. Yeah. Yeah. 20 some people. So he, he really gets it all in, in the second half of the movie. They do a nice job of setting everything up and then just clearing out. The start of the movie is a little bit slow. They give you that little it tiny is. taste of whenever he, you know, takes the guy down and hits him a couple of times, and that's really the only thing you get until. But once she gets taken, I remember that's like that was my big thing. I was like, yeah, it starts a little slow, I go, but dude, once she gets taken. Yep. Yeah, it does take a while to build that up because they're trying to make it seem like she's this innocent girl, and he's just they try and set the scene a little too much that he only wants now to retire and have it in be in her life, but he's still a badass. That's why they show him, you know, whoop that dude's ass at the concert. Well, and they but, say uh, that outright at the little barbecue he has with the his, like, posse there. Yeah. I know you want to have a blah, blah, blah with Kim. Like, uh, like they just fed that in there. To get back to the question you asked earlier, Adam, he didn't have to... And, Mike, you said this as he gets the ending scene, he gets just walks off the plane in a sling... He killed 35 people in France and <laughs> just gets on a plane in Paris with his daughter and flies home commercially. Brian, you cannot just run around tearing down Paris. Jean-Claude, I will tear down the Eiffel Tower if I have to. <laughs> also, Jean-Claude would have been like a pretty important guy to piss off. And shoot his wife, right. yeah. Like, I guess unless, unless, one thing unless I'll he, say is unless he's he hoping... took a private, private what's his face, his private jet. Yeah, that's true. Could have been, but the private, he comes like through the regular terminal. He doesn't they would have showed him walk off the private jet at the private terminal. It would have been different, but either way, I think the reason they let him go is because he exposed that the French police had been taking payments. So they're probably like, let's just not bother him and just get him out of the country before he kills someone else. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. The other thing is, do we really think this all could have been done in 96 hours? I mean, it was done in 96 hours. So. <laughs> but, I mean, he gets he gets there, and it's only 80 hours left, and it cuts night and day, night and day pretty fast. So it's, uh, I guess that's part of what makes it so good is that it's it's so strenuously pushed Jack against Jack Bauer it. can save the world in 24. He can find his daughter in 80. Fair enough. Yeah, it's four seasons, Ed. Come on. Why did they change? Did he die or go to prison or something? I thought I remembered something interesting about – the guy who plays the stepfather, because in the third one it's a different guy. Like they switched out. It's not the guy from Twenty Four. I can't. I can't. I can't remember like what happened. Like why he was no longer. In the oh, picture. you mean Xander Berkeley? Yeah, I feel like that in something real happened in real life with that guy. Let's look because I feel like that guy might have died in real life. Yeah, I think. Oh, he was in Terminator Two, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh right. Yeah, he was. No, he's still alive. 
He just might not have been available. Must have been something like that, or he didn't want to do it. He's in The Walking Dead, but when was when was Taken Three? I just thought it was strange. Taken Three was two thousand fourteen. A different uh, Stewart. Stuart. Yeah, Stewart. I can think of his name. Yeah, who's who's this dude? Oh, this is the guy from um, Hitman. Right. And it's confusing because he's we're like doing that way movie younger, at some point too, or at least looks way younger. Like it yeah. was confusing Xander for a while. Like, oh, that's supposed to be. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But you haven't seen that one. It's lame. No, not yet. I will eventually. Just you guys said it wasn't good, so yeah. I didn't waste my time. Just a cash grab to try to you know complete a trilogy. So we'll do Taken Two and Taken Three real fast. Don't waste your time. The uh, the whole scene with her climbing from one rooftop to the next to find the smoke where he is is absurd. And take it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's so absurd. <laughs> it's just like, hey, look, there's smoke. Okay, there's how many homes in Istanbul that are gonna have smoke? It's not on even top just smoke. Some of them are live grenades. She's he's just having her like wing live grenades. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about the grenades too. <laughs> I just met her hunting down the thing. I forgot about her whipping grenades yeah, too, so that he can hear them and like triangulate position. Like, yeah, just yeah. That's and she's just throwing grenades at people in Istanbul. Again, no police presence anywhere to be. Oh, Nobody cares. wow. You're going to like this. You guys yeah. got me like looking at this, uh, what's his name, Xander guy? Xander Berkeley. Berkeley. So he's married in real life to the chick that Jack Bauer had the affair with in 24. Oh, nice. That was the bad the, guy. Season, which season one? one bad chick. Oh, um, season two, bad chick. She was good in the first one. Sarah Clark is her name in real life. No, she she's bad in the first one. Remember, she's the one that tries to get him killed. Yeah, Sarah Clark. I'm not going to question Adam because he's seen it a lot more recent than me. <laughs> no, because she kills his wife at the end of the first. At the season. very end, though. But she yeah, was she's good, good the whole that. time. Oh yeah, she's good up until yeah, but she ends up being bad though. But yeah, they're married in real life. She's the mole. Because I was reading yeah. facts about it, and they both have played like shady, bad people. And they're talking about how he played a bad guy in Air Force One, like, you know, a Secret Service agent. And then oh, how she's man. played a bad guy in 24, agent, bad agent in 24. Yeah. And I was just like. Did they meet on 24? I'm curious. I don't know, but he's born in 1950-something. She's born in 1972, so there's a little bit of age difference. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna guess there's one. Yeah, he seems like he's he's a lot older he than lo- her. Let's admit, what fifteen plus years. He looks like a butthole, and she's pretty attractive, even for having short hair. Yeah. All right, Mike. Let's draw the strings then. Let's go from Taken to John Wick. All right. Well, I was saying is that this kind of well, it's like first off, this kind of like this whole Taken kind of reinvented Liam Neeson's career when you look at it. For, for sure. And he just started bagging out movies like, you know, I don't even know, like, like I said, The Gray or whatever. I was, but I was looking at like his commuter best, and it kept coming up nonstop. That's what you're thinking of. Or no, he, he was, was in commuter, commuter too, commuter which is essentially nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> it's also nonstop. Yeah, they're also yeah. the same. Yeah, they're very similar. But he did not do a lot of like crazy action films. But I said this kind of started the whole genre. That he was in one of the gun- Star Wars prequels too, wasn't he? Like, 
Oh like, yeah, I forgot he was like Obi Wan's like master or something like that. Quicon Jim, yeah, he was uh, Obi Wan's master in in the first of the prequels, the first episode one, Phantom Menace. Uh, yeah, he got killed by what's his name, Darth something. Darth yeah, Maul, the guy with the red face, and the double, the double, uh, the double lightsaber. Lightsaber. The only thing really cool yeah. about the first movie. The entire yeah, our first movie. So, anyways. Oh, yeah, but back to that. But it's just kind of like when you look at all they started to take the we're going to make old guys badasses now. It's kind of yeah. what they went through. It's like so you had like Taken, you know, that kind of went through. And then, you know, he's like in the gray, walk among the tombstone. And then all right at the same time, you had like the Equalizer <laughs> come out. You had John Wick come, John Wick come out, Red come out. The one with uh, Expendables, the, the gunman with Sean Penn. Expendable, Expendables, yeah, Expendables. Yeah. The gunman with Sean Penn. You said nonstop, and then you have like Taken Two, Taken Three. Um, Kevin Costner, Three Days to Kill. Uh, what was the one they just had with Bruce Willis last year? Which is um, um, that, 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 it didn't do well. It was a remake. Was, yeah, it was a remake. Um, what was that? It was the one with uh, Charles Bronson. Acts of Violence. The uh, was the original guy that did it. Yeah, it was a Charlie. Uh, is it Acts of Violence? I think you're right about called? being... Uh, no, I don't know what it is. Acts of Vengeance? De- Death, Death Wish. Death Wish, yeah. Oh, Acts of Violence is a different movie you're thinking of. Death Wish... That was the Charlie Bronson movie the, originally. Death Wish yeah. or Acts of Violence? Yeah, Death Wish was the Charles Bronson one. It just didn't do that well. I It, it had all the all the pieces. It just didn't... Very go didn't didn't go very well. I just watched Acts of Violence. Elizabeth Shue, you haven't seen in a while. She looks exactly the same. She was on CSI for a couple seasons. Uh, Cole Hauser. Is that the guy from... Cole Hauser was the guy from... Yeah, from like... uh, Goodwill Hunting and um, Days of Confused. Why'd you bring up Cole Hauser? It's Acts of Violence. He's in Acts of Violence. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he is. You're right. Yeah. He was Um, also in Too Fast, Too Furious. There you go. Well, what it is is there's a lot of the aging... Action stars from like um, the mid yeah, nineties are now like are, they're still just trying to keep right. them being action stars. Even, right, so they're you, making movies. They're making Ram another Rambo. Obviously, you, you talk about all those like the Die Hard movies. You know, like he's an old guy in like the last two Die Hards that he made, and they just keep making them. And yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. All right, so let's ask this question while we have it here: Who has not made a aging action star movie? That you would like to see, and we forgot one. Al- Tom Cruise and on the Mission Impossible. Oh yeah, yeah they keep... you say Daniel Craig and the, with the last. Well, you forgot Bond about movies. Tom Cruise and Jack Reacher too. That's the same time. Oh yeah. yeah, that that's yeah the same type yeah. of thing. They I'm ex CIA. I'm too right. cool for. See, I'm too cool for school. I, I just was it popped in my head when I was thinking about. It. I was like, you know what? I was like, we got a very similar thing with like John Wick. We got a similar thing with Equalizer, and I just started like naming a few more, and I was like, naming them and, all. And then off, in my yeah. head, I go, I guarantee if I bring this up, but. Adam and Ed, we ought to name off a few more that I've... Well, Keanu well, Reeves, I've... the first one, I would say, even before uh, John Wick was Street Kings. Oh, yeah. That was like... Uh, he was like a badass in that one. He's yeah. in a, a lot of just, like, the Asian ones, too, that he does. There's, like, Man of Tai Chi. Something that's probably going to be, like, a popular one to say was underrated was Constantine was actually a good movie we did that last year that movie's awesome yeah 
Mike and I are big yeah, fans. Yeah, I like that, that movie. movie. I was yeah. too, but now like it's like like trendy to like Keanu Reeves now. So I feel like everyone's gonna say like, oh, <laughs> this is a sweet movie, man. He's back, he's back being cool. Yeah, right. No, Constantine. That might like it's last year because that's one that I think I said I've seen the second half of that movie thirty times. It's on TV constantly. Yeah, it's on TV a lot. Yeah, whenever I had cable, it's like it's one of those movies. Like when it popped on, I would just leave it on automatically. Like all the yeah, time. you at least watch part of it. Now I'm trying to think of other aging acting stars that I want to see them make a movie. I mean, Nick Cage, maybe, but he we was, we we also have. Uh, we we need to discuss for a second the. Uh, face-off remake they're bringing out or the fact that it probably shouldn't happen. It would be cool if they could think of original movies ever that aren't yeah. Oh, another some a- kind of reboot uh, aging or acting like star, but... rehashing something from our childhood like Ghostbusters or Transformers or G.I. Joe. Because we are the target demographic for all those things. Like, that's our childhood. They're, they're, and they're trying to, like, yeah. do the, like, genderify everything now. You know, it's like, well, we, we've made a, this one would start all boys. Let's make it all girls now. And it's just like, it's like, well, the first one was good. Why do we need to re- remake it? It was awesome. You're not going to make it as yeah. good as the first one. And then they get mad when it, people get mad that it wasn't as good. You're just like, it just wasn't as good. Well, people don't go see you it. Know, it's like, yeah. Well, it's, it's unoriginal too. Like when you saw Ocean's Eleven, that was a really original, like well thought out movie. Like really clever, little plot twists, like kept, kept you engaged. Now it's like, you're expecting that, like. You watch the, I haven't seen it, but like the all women's Ocean's 8 or whatever Ocean's it is. Ocean's 8, yeah. Like, I'm going to be looking to see like, oh, I wonder what sleight of hand I'm going to be missing here. Like, but it's not going to be as clever. It's like, I didn't even watch it because it got such bad reviews. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yes. see that or the Ghostbusters. I watched I, the Ghostbusters and it, um, was, it was terrible. I got another, um, the only thing in the Ghostbusters movie that's any good is Chris Hemsworth. Because he's funny. Um, the I've got another aging acting star, Clive Oven. Shoot him up. Well, before we move on to the next part, let's take a break with a word from our sponsor. All right. So a couple internet facts. One, we kind of alluded to this before, but Liam Neeson expected the film to bomb, but he signed on in order to spend four months in Paris and learn karate while playing the kind of role he'd rarely been offered in the past. Ironically, not only was this a film a massive hit, but created a new onstage image for Neeson as an action hero. So, good for him. Secondly, Jeff Bridges was first cast as Brian Mills, but he dropped out of the project and Liam Neeson desiring to play a more physically demanding role than he's used to. Bridges eventually saw the film and said Neeson was a much better choice for him than the role. That movie would have been awful. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him. I, I don't know. I'd have a real hard time seeing Jeff Bridges in that same. No, you'd just be like, "Why is the dude fighting people?" Yeah. And the last thing I have is during doing the film inspired Famke Jansen to take action in the fight against corruption. She now serves as a goodwill ambassador for the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime. A little good came out of this, other than it being an awesome movie. Mike, do you have any more? I didn't have a lot. I couldn't find a lot. So there wasn't a lot either. I kept looking and it was like, there was like 10 facts and some of them were just not even worth. This movie was filmed in Paris. Babies aren't dishwasher safe. 
I was just like, ah, eh, that just wasn't wasn't worth the time. Yeah, right? not worth the time. All right, so definitely know where are they now because they made two more movies after this, hmm. so we know where they are. If they tried to, let's not say necessarily a hundred percent remake this movie, but you know that they're someone out there is probably trying to take this plot and spin it a little bit and make another movie out of it. So if they theoretically did. I took Brian Mills and Mike was able to throw some names in for some of the other cast members. So I thought about it. I tried to think of the right age and because this person's older than he seems, I ended up with Jeremy Renner. I know he can throw down. He did the born movie stuff. Um, He could play someone with a 16 to 18 year old daughter and go and just whoop some ass in Europe. I know that. How old is Jeremy Renner? He's like 49. Yeah. Cause I think, he was in like his mid fifties. I think partially that he just looks a lot older than Jeremy Renner does right now. Yes, yes, he does that for sure. Because uh, Renner just looks I, relatively. A few, a few ideas. I, I sort of picked people that are around that age, and I just kind of tossed around. You have like you know, like a Russell Crowe type guy that you could easily toss in there. I was even saying like Christopher Maloney. Oh look, it's Russell Christopher Maloney. Crowe. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crowe, even just like Hugh Jackman. He's like the same. Yeah, he's like, he's like fifty. Yeah. Yeah, you could like. T- uh, we know he can kick ass. Speaking of Jeremy Renner kicking ass, have any of you guys seen Tag? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't a fan. Oh, I thought it was good. I laughed at it. I thought Jeremy, like the whole thing with Jeremy Renner, un- unable being unable to be caught, and always breaking down the scene in advance, I thought was pretty funny. It's almost like Sherlock Holmes in a tag game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The other characters, though, Ed, for Sam. His buddy, I put down Stanley Tucci. That's a good Tucci spot. Um, also, speaking of uh, John Hamm, probably would have been a good uh, like father character to go. Ooh, like, ex military. I like that. I, I like that too. We end up on John Hamm a lot. There's a reason. Um, I, I I guess he can throw down. He he threw some punches in Baby Driver, didn't he? Well, because I. I told Zara when we were watching uh, Jack Reacher because she had read the books. She's like, "Oh, this isn't like they describe him as like a, I don't know, like a tall, like really muscular, like Tom Cruise is neither. Like he's not in bad shape, no. but he's not like this big like bruiser that you picture. I feel like you'd want like no. like a hard a jaw line dude. with like a you know five o'clock shadow, like a a tough like man's man. Mm. It's not Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is like Hollywood." pretty boy but my uh, my suggestion for that movie casting was john ham way back then so i like it i think it could work kim i put down these are like the worst ones young girl actors and young boy actors for me i'm just like i don't know any of these people anymore. <laughs> yeah it's like, yeah it's zendaya <laughs> we're we're old enough now that we can be like goddamn kids in their music <laughs> <laughs> That, we just don't know. That I, we just don't know any of them. That I, that I, you know, I've, I, but I have seen Stranger Things, so I put uh, Maya yeah. Hawk. So if you know who Maya Hawk is? That's the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawk. Mm. Oh, really? She was the, and she worked at the that. ice cream place in the new. With mm. what's How old is I she know, now? I think maybe twenty years old. And she's a lesbo in that show, but yeah, I know who you mean. Are they still married? I, I, I have no idea. Wrong? I just know that I, I found that out because I think I was watching the show and 
I was like, oh, who's this chick? I've never seen her before. And then I looked her up and I was reading her bio. It was like, oh, this is the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. I was like, oh, that's why her last name is Hawke. <laughs> Nancy could play a Kim as well. Nancy, I don't know her yeah. name in that show. I know exactly what I'm about. That actually might be, could be even better. Lenore, I just put down like Cameron Diaz. It's just like, who can be a bitch? Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah. Yep. She's hateable. Her, her yeah. or, uh, I can't think of her face. Very... I'm thinking of Fury Road right now, and I just can't. Oh, Charlotte yeah, Theron. Yeah, Charlotte Theron. She'd be a good. Yeah, she's always she she always yeah. fits that role. Uh, just FYI, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman were married from 1998 to 2005. Yeah, there you That's go. A pretty good run for a Hollywood couple. So Maya Hawke is oh she's 21. She's definitely old enough to play it. Last one was Jean Claude, and I picked uh, Vincent Castle. Vincent Castle, if you don't know, he's the guy who plays like the French guy from like the Ocean's Twelve, who like is the really good robber. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. But I think he's good. like he's like probably like around fifty years old now too. I bet. No, he's a perfect fit for it. He'd be good. So, yeah, that's the cat. And he's he was born in Paris, France, so it's well. Perfect. I literally googled oh. French actors. <laughs> I like the guy from the he first was Mission mi- Impossible as well. He's probably too old. He was in, like, I think The Specialist, it was called. Leon. Yeah, he was in uh, The Da Vinci exactly, Code. He was, like, the main exactly French cop. Oh, Jean Renault. Yeah. 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 Leon, The Specialist, with, uh, what's her face when yeah. she was a little... Young yeah, Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman yeah. kind of... That movie's almost depressing yeah. to watch. <laughs> it's pretty good, though, actually. It's, it's good. good. It's just, it's, it's depressing. Right. Vincent Castle, fun fact, was married to Monica Bellucci from 1999 to 2013. I don't know who either of those two people are. Well, Vincent Castle is the guy we were talking about who's from uh, the Oceans movies. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And I don't know who the and is. is that like Jim Bellucci? Monica Bellucci, the, in, <laughs> um, in the second Matrix movie, the smoking hot brunette. Mm-hmm. She her. was in. Gotcha. The, she was in the movie you just mentioned earlier, too. Like, Shoot him up. Shoot him yeah. up. Yeah. She's in Shoot him up. Yeah. She also in, like, I think maybe the last Bond movie. I'm like Royale six behind on Bonds at this point. She's like, no, it's like one of the last ones. It was the one with, uh, what's his face? Who's supposed to be his brother? I haven't seen like the last three or four Bonds. You know, he's the guy. Yeah. He's, After... he's the guy from Inglorious Bastards, the, uh, the German. Oh, I know who you mean. The bad, but the I bad not German. See a, the real... movie with him in it. I just can't think of his name right now. Christoph. Christoph yeah, Waltz. Waltz. Um, I gave up on Bond after Casino Royale. A lot of uh, sack trauma and just whining. And I'm, I don't know. I don't want the whining Daniel Craig. That's just I annoying. think I watched Skyfall and I was bored out of my mind. And I think that was the last one I watched. They're all held to a standard of GoldenEye to me. Well, I guess part of it, part of the problem I have with Bond movies now, it's like all the cool stuff that like, was techie and like all these little gadgets like oh super cool it's like oh i can't imagine if they could make that but now like we have it we're using it right now <laughs> yeah that's true you're right you're right uh smartphone kind of <laughs> yeah. ruined that for everybody it's like yeah i can i can do whatever i want from this phone too it's like this car is self-driving yeah no shit <laughs> yeah I can do it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have a tesla in a couple of years I can do that yeah it's like yeah. i don't know it's not it doesn't like blow your hair back like it used to at least for me no, you're right. I didn't think about that part. That was always the the cool thing. The and I did. Speaking of Goldeneye, I went and looked up the pen. You know the pen he has this mm-hmm. grenade. 
I, I always liked that pen. I went and looked it up. It's like seven bucks on Amazon. I'm buying one. It's a great writing pen for the record. Really <laughs> nice. It's called a Parker Jotter. It's a nice pen. But I always like the way it clicks. Yeah. So I, I was always fascinated by that. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on the movie or anybody else you want to see in the recast? No. I'll take that as a no. Our next movie, not sure yet. We'll have to see. We've we've had some streaming issues, so Mike and I are, are winging it, but we'll we'll get something out there soon. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Worth the Watch PC. Like us on Facebook, and Mike the Instagram, the Instagram Worth underscore the underscore Watch underscore Podcast. I think that's how old I am. I don't have Instagram. I never use it. Mike's Mike's our Instagram guru. Yeah, yeah. Did I have that right? Worth underscore the underscore watch underscore podcast or underscore PC. We'll catch you next time. Sounds good. All right, see you fellas. Good luck. Take it easy.